Hello and welcome to the Copenhagen Legal Tech Lab podcast, where we address innovation and the law from three angles, people, technology and business. I'm Nick Houghton and together today we're here at the Law, Innovation and Vulnerability Conference at the Faculty of Law at the University of Copenhagen. And I'm here together with um, a venture capitalist, Peter Ihul, who I'm also fortunate enough to call a friend. And we go back a ways and we've had some interesting conversations about legal tech uh, from the money side, which is why we invited you to this conference. But how about a quick, couple of quick words, who you are and why you're here? Yeah, sure thing. Um, so as Nick said, my name is Peter Ihul. I'm a general partner at Seed Capital, uh, one of the largest Danish venture funds. Uh, I've worked in, in software for 20 years, uh, the last seven or so predominantly in venture capital. Um, always interested in sort of the, the up and coming uh, areas uh, of, uh, of where to invest. <laughs> Super. Well, one of the reasons we, we, we invited you was we, uh, we saw each other at, a, at an event uh, last autumn, November, December, right sort of up to Christmas, right before everything closed again with the latest round of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And you had a great line. We asked you, you've been asked to speak about uh, legal tech from yes. the investor perspective. And I remember you grabbing me because we worked for a long time in the same co-working space and you said, uh, hey, this legal tech thing, what exactly is it and where can I find out more about it? <laughs> yeah, no, so I think the thing that triggered me was I was invited to speak at, at, uh, at this event and, and I was asked to explain legal tech. So what is all the fuss about? And I was like, okay, yeah, I, I sort of, I understand and, and I can sort of guess what it's about legal tech. I've seen maybe a couple of investments globally. Um, but I wouldn't say like there's a ton of fuss about it in the venture industry. I'm sure there's a ton of fuss about it in the in the legal industry, but but uh, in venture capital, not so much. Um, and then I looked it up, right? And I looked up. I had to. I found this massive graph with all the sectors that were invested in in the last uh, I think last three years. And at the very very tail end was legal tech with yeah, I think the- uh, half a billion or one billion dollar out of. Trillions, right? <laughs> exactly. It was, it, was a, it was a graph. That it, was a, it was a slide that made an impression in a world where we see thousands of slides a year. I still remember this one. It was a, one of those long tail, very, very, the long tail. That's, it was that graph, but yeah. then it had a, it had sort of a cut where you could see where it, like they extended just to show you how far away it was. Exactly. And I had to circle legal tech because it was small, so small. It was, it was. So it was, well, yeah, I think it was one and a half billion or something, but you know, nothing yeah. compared to a trillion dollar industry. So small business. Exactly. And yet, you said despite this, you had actually made an, in, an investment in this space. I have, I think, and I think a lot of, you know, a lot of the stuff we do in venture capital is figuring out what's next, right? What is, what is coming, uh, what's, what's trending, what can become the next, you know, the next multi-billion dollar company, right? And if you look at, at various industries, there's a lot of, a lot of things to like about uh, legal, uh, the, the legal industry, um, because you know it's it's predominantly manual work, uh, manual in the sense that people yeah, write yeah, yeah, contracts, yeah. <laughs> not, yes. the, not with a hammer and stuff. Right. It's <laughs> but, done with tippity type, yeah, tippity type. It's done with exactly. typing rather than an algorithm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's a really big sector. It's only becoming bigger, right? And uh, with more compliance and a lot of other things influencing it, um, the sector is actually growing. Significantly, right. it passes Google's toothbrush tests. Yes, you as, can say uh, that. You know, yeah, yeah, B2B, especially in the world yeah. of business, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and also, it's just it, it's it's very um, traditional. 
So it can sort of ticks all the boxes in terms of what could, what, what, you know, is it right for disruption? Absolutely, right? And can you automate it? Yes, you can. A lot of it, right? Um, the good, I mean, I work with a lot of lawyers and I have a ton of respect for, for what they do. But where I expect them is, is their advisory services more than their ability to type of contracts. Their, their analysis and their exactly. judgment. And judgment and, and all those things. I, absolutely. So, so um, shortly after that conference, I met with a company called ComplyCloud, uh, which essentially automates your GDPR documentation and a lot of other interesting stuff. Fabulous business, um, growing significantly, bootstrapped, just... Uh, meaning bootstrap means they, they haven't taken any outside money before. Uh, the CEO was a former lawyer, absolutely knew his stuff and a, a really great CEO. Um, so, so, so that actually became my first uh, <laughs> investment into legal tech, which I'm super excited about because it works extremely well, right? The thing with legal tech and law in general is that it tends to follow geographical borders or national borders. Where with uh, something like GDPR, it's pretty cross-national, so... Bigger market. Exactly, yeah. exactly, which makes it a lot more attractive to someone like me. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, in, in this scalable thing, so you know, quick sidebars, you know, mm -hmm. we, we take a pretty broad, big tent, holistic view to, to, to legal tech. And so one of the definitions you use here is, uh, is anything that analyzes, applies, or interprets the law. And so, again, this is you know, not law tech as in something that technology that helps lawyers, but something that works with the law. And so with compliance, we, we see a certain amount of, and as absurdly small as this niche is, we still manage to end up with subdivisions. So, you know, <laughs> reg tech or sub tech. Anyway, but taking this compliance side, where do you see the growth? Is it, you know, this is a GDPR tool or is it once you've learned to apply technology to one rule, then there are lots of other rules that things can be applied to. Is it? Is no, it absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The latter, right? Um, so master one vertical and then... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll probably stick within compliance, but GDPR is definitely not the Sorry, first yeah, one. Absolutely. So we start with you know, GDPR as a law so and then GDPR, AML, then KYC. ISO certifications, or, which isn't a strictly legal thing, but you know, it's compliance related. Yeah. Um, so there is there are many frameworks. GDPR is one of them. You have this. Uh, I've got the name, but there's one in California. Uh, Canada is introducing something GDPR-like. Um, so a lot of a lot of stuff going on there with GDPR being the first framework. So with, a lot good, of other with countries data privacy, consumer protection. Exactly, and and from the company side, by just having your house in order, having your documentation in place, and so on and so forth, right? Whereas, yeah. So, cool and. Just for lawyers, because I mean, most of the listeners to this will not necessarily understand the kind of bets that you guys are making. So I think mm. VC, they think, mm. you know, the investors, investors, you guys are making big bets super early, looking for a very, very large return. So yeah, you're yeah, looking yeah. for 10x, you're looking for 10 times the money that you put in. Yeah, as a minimum, right? Yeah, absolutely. As um, a minimum. Yeah. Um, I, so when I looked at this industry the first time in, in depth, right, I think I was, it was pretty similar to the financial services industry and, and to the banks, right? So fintech is another really big investment area. Um, and I think legal tech could, it has a lot of the same characteristics, right? It, it, we can easily build something very big, very meaningful in legal tech. And I think it's, it's an industry 
where the older partners are sitting around laughing a little bit about ah, what's this technology gizmo it can never replace me uh, and all the bank CEOs said the same thing 10 years ago right they're, they're not exactly laughing anymore because you know it's it's dead by a thousand paper cuts on this. so they have to you know I, mean, I think if I was in the legal industry I would think a lot about okay if I have five years left maybe not maybe it's not a problem <laughs> if I have 15 yeah. uh, maybe start thinking about sort of what are you actually, where, where is it that you add value that can't be done by a computer and focus on that? And for me, it's like advice and, and the, the great work that they do in, in a lot of these areas. If we stick with what you do and you, know, you invest, and I, I'm interested in your analysis of the, you know, your take, because like you, I'm an outs- yeah, mm-hmm. we're yep. both outsiders looking yes, in on this. Today. And I, I, I also made an awful lot of mental can be, you just looked pattern recognition. There seemed to be a lot of panic pattern recognition with fintech. I'm a little older than you, so I think I was looking even further back. I remember <laughs> the Big Bang uh, deregulation wave. But what other opportunities do you see in this space? You know, so it's the compliance, you know, applying rules, which is a very manual task. I mean, still today, it's an awful lot of you know filling in spots in yep, a, yep, you know, yep. putting X's into a spreadsheet, yep. which is obviously something you can automate where do you see the opportunities in this field let's say now and then what are you excited about five years down the road about watching and seeing develop maybe Mm -hmm. so i think right now it's a lot of it's a lot of automation a lot of contract generation based on you know 99 98 percent of a contract is standard right so a lot of that is just pretty automatable and we're seeing a lot of smaller companies doing that um Denmark, there's something called Legal Desk that generates a lot of contracts um, for for stuff that is relatively easy to automate. Um, and similarly in Sweden, Germany, and so on and so forth. Um, I think over the next five years, what's what's really exciting is is the increased use of AI. Uh, you can you can automate much more stuff than you think. And ultimately, I know yes, the lawyer has to be accountable for it, and 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 they have to trust the work and so on. But it's 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 going to be interesting to see what's possible because I think today, right, you have you have uh, you have computers that are better at, at doing uh, chip design, like computer chip design, than humans could ever do. Yeah, you have computers that are better better at, at discovering new drugs. Absolutely. And well, so if if that's automatable, maybe maybe a lot of what a lawyer does can be automated as well. Let's see what we've got. A couple of minutes left here at the end. I I um. When I just gave a talk last night to the Copenhagen Bar Association, and mm-hmm. I was asked about robots, and I was asked about AI, <laughs> and, uh, and my advice was that you know that's not what they should be worrying about right now. They should be worrying about automating really simple, straightforward tasks like renaming files in a data room for mergers and acquisitions. <laughs> there is an app for that. You don't have to have human beings, let alone no. human beings with law degrees, no. sit down and rename all those by hand. Now, having said that, this AI thing, you know. Sometimes I feel like we've been watching it come for so long that we've we've missed that it may actually get here. Yeah, you know that it's been right around the corner. I completely for so long. agree. Yeah. But sooner or later it will. So where do you see it in this space? Yeah, having looked at it, you know, and because yeah. you are used to analyzing new, you know, mm-hmm. many different verticals and looking for parallels. Yeah, where do you see it coming in this space? Where would you see a couple of areas of it coming first, and how far away right. do you think it is? Right, right, right. So uh, I think in areas it's already here in certain mm-hmm. areas, right? Like due diligence, for example, scanning a million pages of paper. I think that is probably do- going on right now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I would probably encourage uh, the, the audience not to see it as a binary event. It's not like something that's going to someday you're obsolete, right? Yeah. Someday the field has changed. It's more like to what you were probably saying last night is use the tools now, augment the capacity of your staff right now, because there's a ton of really good tools out there that can help them be much more productive, work much faster to the benefit of you and your clients. Because by doing that, you will actually be well prepared and and have and you will end up with people that are much closer and much more adapt oh, sorry and much more um, skilled in using technology um, because it's not going to be someday you wake up and and uh, all of a sudden m a law is replaced by an AI, by an AI right yeah. it's going to be a lot of small little things and you yeah, want to so stay very close start. start using it yeah what's the downside I know, I, this, I, there's no downside yeah um, but the the, the risk of catastrophe is pretty high if you're just going to sit around for the next if you seven, ignore it, years. If you ignore it, yeah. I mean, I always tell you, none of us know, you know, bankers are still among the best paid people we know, even though what they do has changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, again, so, so if you're looking at, at AI, I mean, just to push you on this, because I've asked you once already, I'll ask you again, is, is where do, which piece <laughs> do you see it, uh, where do you see it going? You, okay, so you mentioned, for example, that it's already in due diligence, scanning vast numbers of documents. Yeah. Uh, I've seen it in uh, DPA, you know, a- analysis of DPA, of very similar contracts where it's great at spotting the differences. Yeah. What is it that AI does that, that it does better than us? Is it the noticing patterns? Pattern and recognition. Yeah. Pattern recognition. Pattern recognition. Um, I, I don't think we should probably not go into the different kinds of AI. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> but, no, 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 but what but, it does. Uh, yeah, yeah, not how uh, it does it. No, no, exactly. Yeah. But, but so pattern recognition uh, and like computers have always done, right? They're great at automating repeatable stuff. They will do it better and faster and, and with fewer errors and so on uh, for you. Yeah. And... And when we talk about AI, I'm always a little bit jaundiced because it's... <laughs> Whether it's machine learning or AI, yeah, this is not the time to discuss that. No, but it exactly, was, right. It's yeah. not going to be like Skynet wakes up someday and takes yeah. over the world, right? It's more of a... It'll be lots, lots of little things that will just become, you know, it'll make your work smarter. Easier, faster. Yeah. yeah. And someday, maybe you don't have to watch the contract being generated because it's just, it's just going to happen, right? right? You proofread it. And... Yeah. They probably won't go to call for you, right? You know, this, one of the things I think about is, you know, when's the last time you negotiated an airplane ticket? You don't. You just get on the airplane. It's a standardized product, and you get there. And guess what? Now there's planes that go everywhere all the time, and thank God for that. Uh, cool. Well, listen, it's been a great discussion. Thank you, Peter. Ewell Thanks for having me. From Seed, for joining us. Um, thank you for listening. This has been the Copenhagen Legal Tech Lab podcast. My name is Nick Horton. Thank you very much. This is Copenhagen Legal Tech Lab podcast at the Faculty of Law, University of Copenhagen, brought to you by Dreyes Foundation. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us on social media and your favorite podcast platform.